At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game, and they never got the girls in high school, and they just want to get in the game. With your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No. Geek. Geek. Only on the VSIN Podcast Network. What's up, folks? Welcome in, Hardwood Handicappers. Uh, coming in a little bit late. Sorry, there was a, a small technological issue on my end yesterday. So that won't happen again. We're going to have these after every NBA Finals game. Uh, but can't put this up with you guys listening to me where it sounded like I was uh, coming at you from, like, I don't even know what kind of references. Anyway, so I'm also in complete and utter shock from last night as, yet again, Steph Curry proves his brilliance in an incredible performance that leads the Golden State Warriors to a victory. Steph Curry, 43 points, 14 to 26 from the floor, 7 to 14 from three-point range, has 10 rebounds and four assists to grab a win, grab home court, and bring this thing back to San Francisco, all knotted up at two games apiece. And look, it's a betting podcast, and we'll get to the betting aspect of things momentarily. Uh, but I have to say something very quickly at the top here. Uh, Steph Curry in these finals, 137 points in 148 minutes played, 50, 49, and 86, right, in terms of field goal percentage, uh, three-point percentage, and free throw shooting. I tire very much of narratives at times, especially when it comes to the NBA, because they're often not founded in logic. Like, if you paid attention at all, most of the time, a narrative about a superstar's legacy or whatever it is, uh, is often stupid, to, for, for lack of a better term. Um, and if you were one of those who came into this, and I would think not, I would think that a sports betting type of crowd, right, those who listen to podcasts like this and what VEASAN has to offer and others, uh, are not much for legacy talk. It's more about results and you, you understand what you watch. But if you are somebody who has ever uttered something along the lines of that Steph Curry needs a finals MVP, if you are somebody who 
does not for some reason believe in Steph Curry's legacy as one of the, and I'm not, I'm not saying shooter, as one of the best players of all time, then I don't know what to do for you anymore. Curry was incredible. He was brilliant. He was the best player on the floor. He's been the best player on the floor in this series. And nearly, actually, I would say single-handedly has brought this Warriors franchise to within two games of winning yet another NBA title. If you watch what Steph Curry does on a night-to-night basis, if you watch what Steph Curry did yesterday, and for some reason you still have questions about his greatness, stop watching basketball. Because this is what you're doing. You're either being purposely disingenuous, like many people are with the whole Shohei Otani argument, or, sorry, you're stupid. (laughs) I mean, there's really no other way around this. Curry was incredible yesterday. He's been incredible in this NBA Finals. He is taking a Warriors team that is nowhere near as talented as the ones that made it to the NBA Finals in the past, outside of the husk that was the Warriors that lost to the Toronto Raptors at the end of that Finals because, you know, how banged up they were. But Steph Curry is one of the greatest players of all time. End of discussion. Watching him play last night, there's no question about it. He is truly incredible. One of the greatest basketball players we've seen play in the association, and that was one of the great NBA Finals performances we have seen. So to the game itself, from the betting standpoint, I just wanted to get that out of the way because Curry was absolutely brilliant. And again, goes over his point total prop, has gone over his point total prop in all three of his games up to this point. He's just he's just been wild. Um, so I, there's a lot to get to here. And to focus on the Celtics side of things really quickly, because I think what you, what you look at here is, you know, the stat that I had referenced a couple of times. Everybody knows about the third quarters for the Golden State Warriors. They win another one again, 30-24 to 24 in this game yesterday. Um, but the fourth quarters had gone the Boston Celtics way. Warriors were plus 43 in third quarters heading into game four. They were minus 40 in fourth quarters heading into game four. Well, they win the fourth quarter by nine, 28 to 19. And again, I'm not getting like this quarter quarter thing, like, you know, like the whole thing with the, the heat series and all of that. But my point overall here is what changed for Boston in this game and what has been a problem for Boston in the past, and it is something I have referenced, and you figured it was going to come come out at some point in this game, and it did. And I don't think necessarily, I'm going to double-check, because I don't think that this game necessarily entered clutch minutes. Again, clutch minutes being game within five points, five or fewer minutes to go. Um, but this game, I think, was kind of what we've seen from the Celtics before. Yes, it did have some clutch minutes in this game, so... This is the problem, I think, with Boston. And this, or no, I think, I know. This is the problem with Boston. I've referenced this before. Uh, it was one of the things that I talked about in terms of what was going to be Boston's downfall, if that was going to be the case, which is they need to perform better in clutch time minutes. And again, for reference, in the regular season, the Boston Celtics, to give you an idea of what this team was like in clutch games, uh, in terms of net rating, the Boston Celtics in the regular season, they were 26th. They were outscored by 9.5 points per 100 possessions. They only averaged 97.7 points per 100 possessions in, cl- in games that entered clutch minutes. In games that entered the clutch minutes overall, they were 13-22. and 22. If you shift this to the postseason for the Boston Celtics and what they have done up to this point uh, after last night, the Boston Celtics, yes, they are 7-5 and five in games that entered clutch minutes in this postseason, but they have a negative 14.2 net rating. Absolutely atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. And when you look at this last game that they just lost, it was brutal. Didn't score a point when it was within clutch minutes, the Boston Celtics. And you watch their offense, and it was a lot of 
standing around, a lot of disjointed sets, a lot of guys trying to score in isolation. Like That had been one of the things that the Celtics had done so well was their assist rate was through the roof throughout this entire postseason and in some of these games in that they won against the Golden State Warriors because they were moving the ball around. And their assist rate for the game is not terrible. But when you look at the way their offense bogged down and you look at the way that they lost this game, the two things you point to are an atrocious half-court offense and execution in the half-court offense, which had been something they've been doing pretty well defensively. Uh, but in this game against them, an offensive rating at 84.3 in half-court settings against the Golden State Warriors. Absolutely brutal. And the other is the turnovers. Did They they didn't hit that mark. I think it's like 16 or more turnovers. Like that's the deep line of demarcation for the Celtics in terms of their poor record. But regardless, you can't turn it over 15 times. And this is what happens. The Warriors off of steals in transition added 4.3 points per 100 possessions had an offensive rating of 150 points per play, 100, per 100 plays. <laughs> Can you imagine 150 points per play? Um, and the Warriors took advantage. And they won this game. And before we move on to the next, the other observation from this, and there are smarter people than me, and I really respect the opinions of Seth Partnow. I've got his book. I'm reading it. Um, I think former Bucks. Uh, executive, works for The Athletic now. We all know about Harlevaal Volgaris and the background there too. And this last podcast, right, we talked, I mentioned that their defense of this whole drop coverage on Steph Curry and these pick and rolls and why it's effective and why it works. I got to tell you, like at some point, and then maybe it's just Al Horford and the way that he's playing it, but they burned Robert Williams on it a couple of times. But I think you really got to rethink the way that you're defending Curry. I really do. And I get like, and part of me, like, and it's not like a, like a full on, like, this is ridiculous because think about it logically, right? The way they're defending Curry allowed him to go nuts for 43 points, but it, you know, he needed 43 points on 14 of 26 shooting and one of the most brilliant finals performances of all time to win this game. But still, but still you're, you're in a two, two tie after taking home court in the first two games, you lose it, you give it back to them. And now you've at least got to win one more road game to potentially win this series against a player like Steph Curry. And that's going to be a really tall task. And and you look at the way that they're defending him. I mean, Al Horford is really deep into the floor on some of these drops. Robert Williams is a little bit better at it. And you saw here and there that some of these drops are a little bit tighter. But there was a brilliant, I think it was in the first half, Curry, because he was in his bag, man, he was brilliant. Um, but it was in the first half where they run a pick and roll. Al Horford drops. He's actually kind of tight. And Curry sidesteps it and hits a three from the left wing. And just, it's absolutely brilliant. It's incredible. I keep using the word brilliant because it was. I was in shock yesterday. But that's what Curry was. And I think you really got to think, you really have to think about maybe tweaking it, tightening up those drops even more. They don't want, what they don't want is to allow that, because people keep asking why they keep dropping. The reason is they don't want that three and four game to unlock, right? The Warriors are really good when they get that four on three where, Curry gets rid of the ball. Draymond can still, he's still a pretty good passer, can ping pong the ball around. Draymond had some good moments on offense. Uh, I was I was watching the game uh, with Matt Humans and Aaron Rinning and Doug Kazarian last night, um, and we were kind of making fun of Draymond. But still, Draymond had some good moments. He had four steals, eight assists. Uh, it was more like a, a Draymond game that you're expecting, and we'll get to him momentarily because Steve Kerr, I thought, did some really interesting stuff down the stretch of this game. Um, but that's what you're looking to avoid so that the Warriors can get that four-on-three that they love um, they love to get if you're going to like double Steph Curry, right? And you take two guys out of the equation, then you got four Warriors that can move the ball around and potentially score. But um, I think you got to tweak it a little bit because it's burned you a bunch. And there's it's the reason why that this series is tied up at 2-2. Two, two. 
And as far as the other Warriors are concerned, Andrew Wiggins, again, continues to just be rock solid. 17-16 and 16 last night. 7-17 shooting from the floor. Uh, he was only 2-6 from three-point range, but still really impactful. Obviously impactful on the glass. A Warriors uh, second Warriors best of plus 20, surpassed only by the Warriors best plus minus plus 21, and that would be Kavon Looney. And that's where we begin this one, too. So Looney gets 28 minutes, 6 points, 3 of 4 from the floor. But what you saw really interestingly, and, the, and it's good on Kerr, man. Kerr, this is, this is why Kerr's a good coach. He is willing to adjust. He's willing to admit when he's, I guess, not wrong, uh, but he's, he's willing to tweak his approach to this. And you saw down the stretch of the game, he was going offense-defense. Call a timeout, get Draymond off the floor after a defensive possession, put Looney on as for an offensive possession. He was willing to kind of, he was willing to adjust. He was willing to realize that Draymond Green on offense is not as effective as he once was. And again, he was one of seven for two points. And there were some really bad shots around the rim. But the fact that Kerr was willing to adjust, uh, putting Looney in there, Looney was great on the glass, 11 rebounds himself. That was the big difference too here. Uh, Warriors got crushed on the off, uh, excuse me, on the, uh, on the glass in game three. Not here. Won the rebounding battle 55 to 42. It was just such an impressive performance from, from, from Golden State. It really was. Um, and so now, as we move forward, we go back to San Francisco. They're not going to play again until uh, Monday. So they get two days off to rest and get ready to go. Um, now you get the other trends that come into play that a lot of people like, right? Uh, the Celtics, as we know, and we talked about it a bunch uh, the other day when we were coming back here for Game 3. But just to reiterate, everybody's going to tell you the Celtics are 7-0 straight up and against the spread. After a loss in these postseason, uh, including the regular season, after a straight-up loss, again, 27-11 straight up, 26-12 against the spread, the Boston Celtics, it's been a situation in which they have responded very well. Uh, they are also, as we know, one of the best road teams in the – actually, no, I keep saying one of the best. Uh, they are the best road team in the NBA up to this point in the NBA Finals and this season. Uh, on the road in this postseason, 8-3 and three straight up. 9-2 and two against the spread, a plus 5.1 net rating for the Boston Celtics away from home on the season. Away from home, every single one of their away games, it includes postseason, 31-21 and 21 straight up, 33-17-2 against the spread, the Celtics. That would be a 66% cover rate. So they, have, of course, have played well away from home. It's a pretty interesting spot. And we open 3.5, total of 212.5 or 212. Um, again, and I think I'm at the point now, personally at least, as we move forward in the series, because, you know, I've got the Boston future, that I'm not sure how involved I'll get from a side perspective as we have now entered, you know, sphincter-tightening territory of the series um, with two games in San Francisco. And I, I still believe that the Celtics are going to win this series. Um, obviously, the Celtics in, uh, what was it, Celtics in five ticket is not going to go because... They can't win in five. They can only win in six at the best. Um, but I still think that there's reason to believe in Boston. But this is what they've been all year long. This is what they have been all year long. And it's so agonizing. They are so freaking weird. I mean, look at this. So we talk about all these stats, right? All these trends about like after a straight up loss or on the road. After a straight up win, the Celtics, yeah, they're 38 and 27. They're 31, 30 and four against the spread. This is what this team has been all season long. And I think it's kind of a symptom of being a somewhat young team. I mean, that kind of shows to a certain extent. But that's um, it's really it's really disheartening to watch them the way that they perform after some of these victories. It really is because you can see at times how they are the better team. They were up at halftime. They had a good end of the second quarter. 
looking more like, hey, man, they're going to respond here. Maybe they'll close this out and they'll get to, well, not close it out, but they'll, they'll get a 3-1 lead. They'll go back to San Francisco, but not the case. And uh, Udoka has had them responding well after losses, but at some point, man, that is, uh, that is a really tough pill to swallow when you watch the way that this team operates. All right, last note on this because um, we'll get this up and uh, what's it called? Um, Hardwood Handicappers is going to be back, of course, on Sunday. So finals MVP market, Steph Curry, odds on favorite, minus 135. Tatum, plus 170. That's ridiculous. Again, Jalen Brown was great in that game yesterday. Uh, I thought he was better than Tatum. Yes, Tatum, final stat line, people are going to be like, yeah, 23 points. He had eight of 20. He was 8 of 23 from the floor. Uh, he had 11 rebounds, yes. But Jalen Brown, again, was efficient. He had 21 points, 9 and 19. Uh, so, again, if we're talking about the most likely Celtic, if he is going to win it, that would be Jalen Brown and not Jason Tatum. But, and I was texting about this with Ian McDonald, who's a uh, VEASAN listener, very good handicapper. You should follow him on Twitter. Um, I think, let me get Ian's Twitter handle really quickly because I should tell you, don't follow him on Twitter. Uh, IMAC44, um, I-M-A-C-44, 44. Um, and we were, talk- we were talking about this between, you know, ER, humans, and uh, Kazir and myself last night. I think we are now in, as Ian told me when we were texting back and forth last night, um, we might be in Jerry West territory here for Steph Curry. Curry has been brilliant. He's been the best player on the floor. And if this game goes seven and the Celtics somehow beat them in seven in Golden State or something like that, uh, Curry, I still think you could watch him win this award. He is a legitimate candidate to win this award regardless of the outcome of this series. Dead serious. Even if they lose the next two games, Curry's going to average over 30 points, and he's going to be the reason why the Warriors are in this game, or in these games. He has been brilliant, and he deserves... i got to keep... i stop, got to stop using that B word. Um, but he should. De- you should definitely... Uh, I'll say this. You definitely shouldn't sell on Curry and the idea that he's going to win this thing. All right, that does it for this edition. Harvard Handicappers, again, live version will be up on Sunday. We'll talk to you then, and... Um, that sounds like a quick send-off. So, again, I want to say thank you very much. Really appreciate all the support and the uh, the listens and the ears and whatnot. Couldn't do it without you guys. And uh, still think the Celtics are going to win this thing. But, obviously, this is a uh, – I wouldn't say it's a championship core for the Golden State Warriors. They just have one of the best players of all time in Steph Curry, and he has been nails in this series. Talk to you on Sunday.